This episode of the Jack Vita Show is brought to you by CBS All Access. Did you just hashtag cancel Netflix? If you're in the market for a new streaming service, check out CBS All Access. It has a rich library of original CBS shows, some new, some old, some of the CBS classics as well. It's a great place where I like to watch my reality TV shows, including Survivor, Big Brother, and MTV's The Challenge. That's right. Viacom merged with CBS at the end of 2019, which means that over 70 shows have been brought over Viacom properties now on CBS All Access. That includes Nickelodeon classics such as Rugrats, SpongeBob, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Fairly Odd Parents. So if you've been enjoying this kids' show bracket and you want to catch up on some of your favorite classic Nickelodeon shows, CBS All Access is the place for it. You can catch your local Saturday and Sunday football games, college and NFL on the local CBS affiliate in your market through CBS All Access. Sign up today and get a free one-week trial. Check it out. You're going to want to kick the tires on it, and you're going to want to keep it after you after you give it that try. But give it a try, $5.99 a month, and when you go sign up through jackvita.com slash CBS, or when you click on one of the ad banners on my site and sign up, every time that happens, this show is supported financially. So it's a great way that you can get an awesome streaming service and also support this show. Go to jackvita.com slash CBS. Also brought to you by Fanatics. If you are looking for some sports gear, we have so many sports going on right now. Baseball, basketball, football, college football. Right now, there's a big buffet of sports out there. And if you want to support your team, go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. They have all of the great sports apparel to rep your team. And every time, once again, you go through my link, you buy something, this show is supported. So if you're looking for some gear to support your team, go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. And now let's get to today's show. Y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita. I hope you all enjoyed that plug. Back in action on a Sunday afternoon, September 20th, 2020. Had a fun time discussing sports, NBA, Big Ten, football, a lot of, a lot of that stuff just a couple days ago with Peter Funk and Jason Karras. If you want to check that out, go back and give that a listen. We talk plenty about the NBA and what's going on in the playoffs. But today, no sports on the agenda today. Today, we're actually going to be talking about the greatest kids show of the 2000s bracket. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner We will reveal today's winner today after I bring in the guests. We have a couple of awesome guests joining me, but for those who are unfamiliar with what we are talking about, for the past five weeks, I've been running brackets on my social media accounts at Jack Vita Show on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash 
Jack Vita show was running polls. We had 64 shows competing in the greatest kids show of the 2000s. They had to be shows from the 2000s between the years 2000 and 2010. And we just had our championship round just finished. We're going to reveal the winner. So without much further ado, let me bring in our guests for today. First, and foremost, we have two great guests. I'm so excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let me bring in our first guest. She joined me a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about this bracket and around the Sweet 16 point, and then we talked some reality TV. Rachel Gerhart is returning to the podcast. How you doing, Rachel? I'm good. I'm back, y'all, and I'm ready to dive into this because you already know how I feel about this bracket, Jack. <laughs> I don't I don't really, but I'm excited to hear more about that in a little bit. I think I think when we last spoke, I really discussed how passionate I feel towards Zoe 101, the Amanda show, some of these shows that I really held near and dear that just got absolutely destroyed in this bracket. So I can't really I really can't wait to dive into it. <laughs> All right. And also joining us. This will be a really fun conversation. This is the first time he has joined me on the podcast, and hopefully not the last. He was a manager on the Valparaiso men's basketball team, an intramural basketball Hall of Famer, truly one of the best intramural players I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Jacob Schoon, everybody. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate you having me and the kind words. Really couldn't have done it without all my teammates out there on the intramural floor. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is uh, awesome. I'm really excited to dive into this bracket. Kind of like Rachel was saying, I was a little torn on some first-round matchups. I felt like, you know, there were a few first-round matchups that kind of got, you know, a little bit of the uh, of the hose right there, you know, trying to trying to have a tough, a tough matchup right away in the first round for shows that I really enjoyed when I was growing up. So, yeah, let's, I'm excited well, to be here. Let's start there, Jacob. Where what comes to mind for you in that first round that you were struggling well, with? Well, first of all, I don't know how Avatar got a number ten uh, <laughs> seed. Uh, I think that's super disrespectful to one of the greatest shows um, that I've ever seen. But then the other way around, I was always a Dis- more of a Disney guy growing up. Um, my parents had some weird thoughts about like. Uh, Rugrats, and so we kind of <laughs> stayed away a little bit from Nick. Um, so I don't know why they didn't like Rugrats, but they hated me. They hated us watching Rugrats. So I like always was on the Disney Channel side. Um, but I was a big Wizards of Waverly Place fan. So just having that Avatar Ooh. Wizards of Waverly Place yeah. matchup in the first round was tough for me. Um, obviously, I voted for Avatar because it is such a great, you know, a great um, show. But and then the other one would be, uh, and I know that Ed, Ed, and Eddie is like a super popular show, um, but again, kind of that Disney bias. I always loved watching Phineas and Ferb, so something me and my oh. me and my siblings watched a lot. Rach doesn't agree. <laughs> I'm not saying it's Rach. I'm not. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying that Ed, Ed, and Eddie shouldn't have won. I'm just saying a real tough first round matchup. If we look at some of the other shows out there um, that maybe made it to the second round, maybe that could have been. I don't know. I don't know, Jack, either. I don't know how you – how did you uh, rank the shows? 
Yeah, so that was a good that's a good question. What I did was I was kind of giving out surveys to some people who are older than me and younger than me and just tried to balance and I said, "Don't rank them in terms of what you think the best show was, just the most iconic, the most famous, the biggest cultural influential shows that crossed over into the mainstream." So some shows such as Wild Thornberries that got a Hollywood movie what made it to the big screen. Um, you know, I, a lot of those shows were the ones that got the higher seeds. And uh, it was tough to really try to make everyone happy with that because there's so many shows. But the way I looked at it was really any seed one through 10, uh, you really the top four seeds were kind of the big, big shows. And then six through 10, I thought were pretty interchangeable with, uh, with those right. matchups. And actually... In some cases, I thought it was even better to have a lower seed because, as you know, as a big college basketball fan, if you're a 10 seed, you don't have to face a one seed for a very long time. Correct. No, and that's something else you jump into right away is, you know, uh, Kim Possible had to jump up against SpongeBob Yep. Um, pretty, pretty early on. Uh, I know, Rach, you're a big Zoe 101 fan, but Zoe 101 in Hannah Montana is a strong matchup as well. So, like you said, though, if those were maybe two seeds, you know, we might have seen an Elite Eight matchup instead of a Sweet 16 matchup. Boys, all I'm going to say is y'all are lucky that I unknowingly had my microphone muted for the last couple of minutes. Because if you could have heard my reaction to Jacob saying that he was not allowed to watch Rugrats. Oh, my God. I'm still laughing at that. What the heck? I think that was was Angelica a person. Yeah, Angelica. Yeah. So they didn't like the way that Angelica treated the other kids in the show. Oh, and so, <laughs> so it got banned in my house. Wow. Yeah, that is something else. Um, and then you, you know, just putting Phineas and Ferb over some classics. I'm just going to keep my two cents to myself there. But I am. A huge Rachel, I'm just I'm though. just pointing out I'm pointing out that it's a it's a it's a it's a tough first round matchup. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. It was. I'm not it saying was. that they should have won. I'm just saying it's a tough first round matchup. Yeah, I oh, like absolutely. Phineas and Ferb too. As even one someone who's a little, I'm older than both of you guys, uh, just mm-hmm. by a little bit. But Phineas and Ferb came around around the time that I was not really watching a whole lot of these shows anymore because I was right. moving into high school. Yeah. But I have two younger siblings, and they really liked it, and I enjoyed I'm, it. I'm, yeah, same spot with you, Jack, right there. Three younger siblings, you know, that's all we watch. So. <laughs> you know what, guys? I will say this. I never really got into Phineas and Ferb a whole lot. I'm in the same boat as you where when it came out, I was a little bit older. However, I, to this day, still, from Phineas and Ferb, know what an aglet is. Do you guys know what an aglet is? Is it a baby platypus? Yeah, a little tip of a... The tip of like the tip of a shoelace, that little plastic <laughs> piece. It's called an aglet. And Phineas and Ferb had an entire episode about it. And <laughs> the only reason they did, it was all about the aglet. Like they sung songs about it. Like I'm pretty sure there was a giant shoe and they were riding on an aglet. Like it was really funny. And I remember that still to this day. All because of that show. So I mean I guess that's one good thing but i didn't think that show was too great <laughs> i was just dead wrong on my guess by the way that was i was so far so far off on my guess <laughs> but, oh, man. Oh, that's, 
that's fantastic. I really liked the music from it, the songs. It was a really creative show, and Ashley Tisdale was on it. And Ashley Tisdale is pretty great. Yeah, classic. Yep. So, what was the other one you, the other ones from the first round that you were pointing out, Jacob? Well, I would. I just also being at the Disney Disney guy, like the Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh yeah. You know, and obviously there is no way in God's green earth that Wizards of Waverly Place is better than Avatar. <laughs> but it's just a it's just a tough first round matchup where yeah. maybe if Wizards I'm just looking at the other ten seeds maybe if Wizards was playing you know what it looks like every ten seed no maybe if Wizards got the big time rush matchup that yeah. Veggie Tales got you know they probably would have advanced to that like to the next yeah. round just because I think it was and like I said not probably not a Sweet Sixteen team definitely not an Elite Eight team. But at least to advance out of the first round, just to get Avatar right away, it's just real tough. I like how you're calling them teams. So I have an image now of the cast playing each other in five on five. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Ava- then Avatar should be in the center of the whole bracket. <laughs> That's cheating. They shouldn't even be in it. Why, do you, why Rach? Because they've got powers. Oh, you're talking. Oh, I got you. A lot of these shows have powers, so it'd be pretty wild. I guess. You know what, though? Avatar and Wizards of Waverly Place, that'd be magic versus benders. That'd kind of be fun, (laughs) probably, to watch if we really went team wise. And then Powerpuff Girls in the second round. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the Zoe 101 squad, they were pretty good, uh, pretty good basketball players. I think oh, like the Amanda like show would be a good team, too. Yeah. Which one, Rach? The Amanda show. That's just my uh, all-time yeah. favorite. That top bracket was loaded to the South region. Oh, yeah. In the South region. the uh, So the top seed, Hannah Montana, lost to Zoe 101 in the Sweet 16. And then you had two seed, the Amanda show, three seed, even Stevens, Four seed Zoe 101, five seed Sesame Street, six seed iCarly. Uh, that's a tough six. Rach, you think Amanda Show should have beat iCarly then, huh? Absolutely. See, this is what I was telling Jack the last time we spoke. The last time we spoke. Think about how old you were when, like, the Amanda Show came out, and then think about how old you were when iCarly came out. What age were you at when you were watching more of, like, these, right. you know, children's yeah. network television shows? It was more so when the Amanda show was on. So I have a bias because I lean more on these shows like the Amanda show, Zoe 101, Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven. Um, because those were like, when I was a little girl, I was watching these shows and those main characters, you know, Hilary Duff, Raven Simone, Amanda Bynes, those were like the cool girls. Like, And for our mm-hmm. age, those were like the it girls. So... Yeah, I still carry. I think that all of those shows are like the best ones, but obviously, like I said, it's biased because those are my girls. I think that just plays. It plays on what you said, Jack. Children who are the eldest child or the the second eldest child who have younger siblings. So, like for me, again, while I did watch Amanda Show, Zoe One Hundred and One, Drake and Josh, uh, a little bit of Lizzie McGuire when I was little, I had younger siblings who then were watching iCarly. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, Phineas and Ferb, those shows, even though they popped out a little bit later. So I still saw those shows and still have a respect for them. In that Jack, sense. you know what? You need to do a bracket of like children's movies, not just like specific Disney <laughs> Channel movies, but like 
I watched The Big Green over the weekend, um, and that movie is incredible. And I don't think that's technically like a Disney Channel movie or anything, but like Little Giants, The Big Green, all these movies from our childhood were so good. Like that would be such a good matchup as well. I think we're going to be doing a lot of brackets here in the future. <laughs> I was I put it out there. I said, what should the next bracket be? We got a lot of really good suggestions, and I think it'd be fun to do. There are ways we can split these things up. Maybe a sports movie, a holiday movie, a animated movie bracket. Uh, a decom bracket you know maybe you factor in some nick movies in that i think there's a lot of potential here people enjoyed the bracket there will probably be another one by the end of 2020 100 percent. okay i've got a question for you guys i'm staring at this bracket right now and i want to ask you both what do you think are your top two toughest matchups what do you think were the two toughest to pick between like, I'm looking at Rocket Power and Rugrats, and that's a really tough one for me. Um, what about you guys? What are you thinking here? Yeah, I'm looking. Go ahead, Jacob. I'm thinking this one through. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll ponder mine out loud since I brought this yeah, up yes, here. Yeah, yes, please do. Because, like, look at, okay, like, I mentioned how much I love That's So Raven. You have That's So Raven going up Rocket Power in the first round, and those were, like, two of my Second favorite round. shows ever. Second round. Whoops, you get it. But anyways, yeah, those were like two of my all-time favorites. Such a tough one. So I'm going to say my two toughest matchups in this entire thing are Rugrats and Rocket Power and uh, Rocket Power That's So Raven, I guess. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah, it seems like there's a general region that one might have a tough time with. Mine would have been the West region. And I'm talking about Arthur versus Blue's Clues, Wild Thornberries versus Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold versus Arthur. I think all three of those would have been difficult. Or even Blue's Clues versus Keenan and Kel. I mean, that, that one, I had, those were tough ones for me, but I didn't vote on any of them. You didn't vote on any of these? The only rule was that I vote when there's a tiebreaker. And there was one tiebreaker the whole tournament. And it was Hey Arnold versus Avatar, and I voted for Hey Arnold. Wow. I was going to say, you. I think that's one of the toughest matchups. I think yeah. Avatar, I don't know. You love Avatar, Scooney. <laughs> I really do love Avatar. I think, uh, I mean, I think Shane Hammock to Brill Adequale really pushed it in me. We used to watch Avatar, and I know, like, I watched it when I was a kid as well, but, like, we used to watch Avatar in college, and it was just, like, a good, you know, kind of roomy bonding experience, so... Rach, I feel like you were overwatching Avatar sometimes too, and I just okay. feel like that was just a good bonding experience as a as a crew. If I'm being honest, I even mentioned this to Jack the last time we talked, but um, I did watch Avatar when it came out, and then I kind of totally forgot it ever existed. And then over quarantine, they obviously put Avatar on Netflix, and I have been rewatching it. Are you enjoying it? It's just, well, I think it's a, I think it's a good show. Absolutely, I've been enjoying it. I mean, it's almost impressive to me that, like, because that is, I mean, how we were in elementary school when that came out, right? Or were we in middle school? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the animations are, like, really good. We've been all over the place today. I want to go back to that iCarly versus the Amanda show. Uh, iCarly is not better than the Amanda show and I definitely saw both shows and obviously yes I was older when iCarly came out but I think two things I want to point out first and foremost 
there would be no iCarly if it were not for the Amanda show being such a huge hit. Hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take. <laughs> because when the Amanda show ended, then Drake Bell and Josh Peck left and they got their own show and they got Drake and Josh. And then Drake and Josh was such a big success that when Drake and Josh ended, Miranda Cosgrove left Drake and Josh and got her own show. And so I think the Amanda show really paved the way for iCarly to be what it ended up being. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. What, what a shame that we, that iCarly lost though in the elite eight and we didn't get the Drake and Josh iCarly matchup. Ooh. Um, just, just like kind of with what you said, then iCarly would have taken over its grandparent predecessor and then had the chance to take over its parent predecessor right there as well. Um, would have been kind of cool. Yeah. What a story that would be, but Rachel would have been upset if that happened. 100%, of course. 100%. <laughs> 100% Lee, uh, like should be upset over that. You know, Zoe 101 yeah. is a better show as well. Yeah. Um, so, so Rach, what's your pick though? Rach and Jack, I guess. What's your pick if Amanda Show would have beat iCarly? Who are you taking to go to the Final Four there? So that would have been Zoe One Hundred and One versus the Amanda Show. No, that's, that's my night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew it was. That's why I wanted to hear it. <laughs> um, but honestly, the Amanda Show. Isn't it funny just to think about how, like, when we were growing up, Amanda Bynes, she was like a really good role model, like. Just like a really great girl. And then she kind of like went off the wagon a little bit, you know? And it's just funny because Jamie Lynn Spears, it was almost the opposite for her. Like she kind of got pregnant young and her career with Disney or Nick, whatever. So it was the way one uh, one on one was Nick, right? Yeah. Isn't it funny yeah. that I just like absolutely love these girls and they one thousand percent did kind of tiptoe on being not the best role models well, for girls. What I was going to say is I, I think it's funny because now I think Jamie Lynn Spears is pretty mild and pretty normal. Yes. Yeah. She is. So, and you know yeah. what? Especially now, um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Jamie Lynn has actually been in the media a lot recently because of some of this free Britney stuff that's been going on. Jamie Lynn has been speaking out and she has been so professional and like, oh my goodness, she's just so grown up. It's very impressive. So it's just interesting to think about how reverse they are right now. You know, like first Jamie Lynn was doing not so great and now she's doing pretty great and Amanda was doing pretty great and now she's, who even knows how she's doing right now. But at the end of the day with that matchup, I'm taking the Amanda show. There was just so much diversity. I loved how each episode was different. And like, yeah. when you look at the cast of the Amanda show, uh, they produced some absolute stars. Yeah, I agree. And also, the other thing I would argue in that Amanda show versus iCarly. So, and Peter, I don't know if Peter disagreed with me on this or he just brought up another good point when I was talking to him the other day. But essentially, think about this. So the Amanda show was such a big success that it launches Amanda Bynes into being a major movie star. I mean, she was the lead role in a lot of movies. One of the leads. Big Fat Liar. She's the man. Hairspray. I'm sure Rachel could rattle off a few more. But Miranda Cosgrove was in movies. She was in School of Rock and she was in Drake and Josh and she was a little bit of a star. And then she got her own show and then all of a sudden she just disappeared and you didn't see her in the role. She didn't get launched to the big screen. She, all of a sudden she disappeared. She had the opposite effect of having her own show. Well, it I is kind of bizarre. 
I was reading something on Miranda Cosgrove the other day. I don't know if you guys see. She does a lot of stuff with, is it Dobrak? I don't know his first name. Oh, yeah, the... David like, Dobrak. Uh, yeah. him, and, him and Josh Peck do a lot of stuff. But, like, so she's in some of that stuff. Like, kind of the YouTube scene. Yeah. But I was reading some stuff how, like, she didn't want to do... She didn't want to be, like, an actor for life. And, like, that was kind of why, after iCarly, she stepped... She actually personally stepped aside. Oh. So I don't know if it's more... I don't know if it's more um, her choice to step aside or if it was, you know, like you were saying, like, like, was she getting the calls and she just said no? Or was she just not even getting the calls? I don't know. Well, if she did make that choice, that ended up probably being a more responsible choice than some of the choices that Amanda Bynes would later make in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So obviously, obviously, Jack, SpongeBob's your number one overall seed. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It, it had to be the odds-on so favorite they, this whole way. They, I felt like comparing to the South region, feel like the East region was maybe a little bit more of a walk. I don't really see any matchups with SpongeBob per se that I would say like, wow, that's close. Especially when I was voting to. I never really thought like, oh, like let me think about that for a second. So yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense there in the final. Phineas and Ferb would have been a good challenger if if it did get through that first round. Yeah, I mean, I always loved Kim Possible too, but Kim Possible just isn't on the level that SpongeBob is. Like, let's just being honest. So hey, you guys, Kim Possible that was voiced by Ren from Even Stevens. Yes, right? I think that's right. Yes, <laughs> I love her. I got another. Here's a good trivia in terms of voices in shows. Do you know? Do you guys? Rachel might know this. Do you know who voiced uh, Eliza Thornberry on the Wild Thornberries? Absolutely no idea. Gretchen no idea. Wieners from Mean Girls. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Very I'm a Mean Girls fan. <laughs> I love Mean Girls. I do. <laughs> so in this final four, we have SpongeBob versus Arthur, Zoe 101 versus Drake and Josh, and I'm guessing I think you guys both voted for SpongeBob over Arthur. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I still watch SpongeBob to be honest in the morning. Like I'll yeah. put it on for background noise. And you know what? The episodes that they make now, like the newer episodes, are kind of trash. They're really not that great at all. But nine times out of ten, they're playing the old episodes. And they're still funny. Like, I mean, honestly, the, the creators of SpongeBob really took a risk. Because the jokes that they make, I mean, there are definitely some, like, adult jokes in there. Like, they really <laughs> sure. tip, they tiptoe on being inappropriate for kids, I think. But that's what makes SpongeBob great. Like... We're still adults and we still love it. And the kids who watch it have absolutely no idea, you know, this hidden potential inappropriate stuff that they put in the show sometimes. (laughs) And if you would like to watch SpongeBob, sign up for a free week trial at jackvita.com slash CBS and get your free trial and uh, you'll enjoy your CBS All Access. You can watch SpongeBob on there. You guys like how I got that plug in there? No, we we have a sponsor, plug. by the way. I now. am so impressed with you, <laughs> Jack. Who is the? Before you jump to your sponsor, yeah, 
Is so SpongeBob is on CBS All Access? It is. It's got the whole series. Oh, that's good. They got Fairly Odd Parents on there as well. They have Rugrats and Avatar are all on there in their entirety. And then there's some random shows. Uh, they're going to add, they're going to make it, they're eventually, I think, going to add all of these shows, which I'm going to be really excited about when that happens. That should come in 2021. But they have some other random shows like Cat Dog and Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that on there. I loved Cat Dog. Uh, Cat Dog didn't make it to the, to 36, uh, 36 teams, did it? Or 64 teams. Lost in the first round. Oh my gosh. Where is it at? There's a 14 it. seed, oh, I think, so in the bottom right. Raven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. No, but anyway, is it, so your new sponsor, Jack, is it, is it Fanatic? Is that who it is? Yeah, we have two sponsors. We have CBS All Access and Fanatics. Awesome. So you can, if you want to get some sports gear, go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. And if you would like to give CBS All Access a try, jackvita.com slash CBS. Very cool. That's it. Check you out. Proud partners of the podcast. So, yeah, good stuff over there. What a way the show has come. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Arthur, did you th- did either of you guys watch Arthur? Absolutely. I, I used did. to sleep at when I would sleep at night, like when you look at childhood photos of me, like my <laughs> my childhood stuffed animal was an Arthur, like this little <laughs> Arthur. Yeah. I had an Arthur and I had a little bear and those were like my two favorite stuffed animals. <laughs> those were my two best friends. Like loved Arthur but still chose SpongeBob over it. And I'd agree too. I I I loved Arthur as a kid and I still chose SpongeBob because I think it's I think you, like you said Jack we it wasn't necessarily a favorite. It was more like more most influential childhood show. Um I think SpongeBob got the cake there. I thought it was funny how what a couple of what was a couple of months ago, you know, the, the Arthur meme came out with him clenching his fist. And I just thought that it was, it was funny that Arthur like re rose to the top of like everybody's mind. And all these kids who grew up with Arthur were like, Oh yeah, that's a great show. So. <laughs> well, both of these shows, I'm glad they faced each other. Cause they both are now approaching year 25. Arthur's still on the air. SpongeBob is still on the air. They're still making new episodes. So I think that's pretty cool. Those are the longest running shows out of, by far out of all these shows. Wow. Wow. I loved Arthur too. We watch Arthur's Perfect Christmas, the Christmas special every single year. I don't know if you guys watch that one as kids. Hey, what a wonderful time today. That was the <laughs> intro song, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's the intro times. song. And Chance, Chance the Rapper does a uh, in, an intro song with that uh, kind oh. of sampled in, which is kind of cool. Wow, yeah. that's it's awesome. Called, what is it? Wonderful Every Day or something like that? Cool cool song with the Arthur background. That's pretty sick. I didn't know that. Scoon, check it out. Last time Jack and I talked, I gave him a hard time because he showed absolutely zero love to anyone and everyone who sh- who liked Cartoon Network shows. <laughs> what do you think? Because I I can live shows right now that I think are like top fifteen shows that acted like didn't even exist. Really, I mean, <laughs> no love whatsoever. It is what it is. It's fine. But what do you think? I mean, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Codename Kids Next Door, Johnny Bravo, Doug. Wait, Doug? Was Doug no, on Doug, Nickelodeon? Doug was on Nickelodeon. It was more of a 90s show. <sighs> Whatever, you can get it. Power <laughs> Power Actually, World, Kids that Next was... Door. 
Doug was weirdly on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. Okay, because that's what I thought. Doug floated a little bit around. I love yeah. Doug. Anyway, I love Kids Next Door too, Rach. So I, right. I jump in with that too. It was a great show. There's, there's so many good ones that he just was like, you know what? We're just going to act like <laughs> Cartoon Network was not even a network growing up. Yeah, we. I needed a Cartoon Network committee. That was the failure of this bracket. That's where I failed. Well, if you need a president or CEO, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, you get I definitely want you helping me with whatever the next bracket is. I think there'll be a lot of You want to work on it too, Schoon? No, of course. All this right. Was, this was fantastic. I've been looking forward to these every day this week this last couple of weeks to vote on them. Sweet. And see where the voting was. Happy to hear that. And when I voted on the final, it was it was 50/50. Yeah. According to the Instagram, and so I don't know how it ended up, but that's, and I think that is a good segue, yes. Jack, to let you kind of maybe give us a little, uh, a little info for yeah, us. Yeah, well, so SpongeBob ended up beating Arthur, and I'm gonna give a final score on that. That one was 88 to 39. That was another blowout. Yeah, blowout. and then in the. On the other side of the bracket, we had Zoe 101 and Nick and Josh, which I think they both were on this like Teen Nick Sunday night block at the same time. And those shows ended around the same time. And that one was not close either. That was 101 Drake and Josh to 26 Zoe 101. Oh my gosh. They should have watched some games. I can already, I can tell that Rachel's not a Drake and Josh fan. I wasn't, you know, I really wasn't. I don't know why. Um, I did like Drake, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really watch the show a whole ton. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, you know, one of those shows that kind of came out when I was maybe going through that phase where watching kids' network television shows weren't cool, you know? You're too cool for school to watch Drake and Josh. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I also, after listening to the last episode that you and I recorded, I came away with a theory that you're like, you've aged faster than most people because you talked about watching these Nick shows at like age three. And then by age 10, you were already watching MTV and you're watching the challenge and all of that. And you're like, oh, yeah, those 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 little kid shows when when you were like 10 years old. See, you don't even want to get into movies. I blame all of this on my parents. They started letting me <laughs> they let me watch like the Sixth Sense and like Child's Play when I was like six or seven oh, years dear. old. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. They, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, is right. So I blame it on so we had a little. Like, you're a little right, different. Jack. That I, was a that was a great observation. I can't <laughs> watch it was Rugrats, accurate. But, but Rachel can watch Sixth Sense. But I couldn't. That's watch why Rugrats. it was so funny to me. I'm like, what do you mean you can't watch Rugrats? My parents were letting me watch people die when I was that old. <laughs> well, Jacob, I also similarly wasn't allowed to watch uh, PG-13 movies until I turned 13. So oh I don't know gosh. if you had similar. Yeah. Okay. So what was the first PG-13 so movie you watched in its entirety? I don't remember. I Okay. So the first PG-13 movie I watched in the theaters was the, not the newest one, but the one before the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Um, I went with my dad. Um, but funny story about this, Jack, uh, just quick is um, when Star Wars episode three released, and they came out as it was PG-13. 
Oh, my yeah. parents would not let me. I was a huge Star I or still am a huge Star Wars fan. And my parents would not let me go to the theater to watch that movie. I wrote George Lucas a, a letter about why did he make his last movie, PG-13. All I want to do is go watch it. <laughs> And I can't because my parents won't let me because I'm not 13 yet. <laughs> did you ever get a reply Spain, to that? Did, did your, I was just going to say, did your parents write a reply saying it was from George Lucas? <laughs> no. no, I never got a reply. I never got a reply. Oh my gosh, Jacob, but... look, we got a letter in the mail from George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that was, uh, that was my biggest disappointment movie that I always will remember, but... <laughs> But yeah, I went to Fantastic Four. It's 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 a very uh, average movie. It's not really not that good. So, um, but yeah, comic whatever. books were better. Yeah, but I my first one was on DVD. It was the first. So there were some that I saw bits and pieces of, and maybe I saw like the made for TV version. But the first one that I saw on a DVD or a VHS tape was actually Happy Gilmore when I was thirteen oh, in eighth fantastic. grade. Yeah. Fantastic movie. That was a pretty good uh, introduction to comedy, I'd say. No, I agree 100%. Intro to trash TV. (laughs) Intro to trash TV. So we have this final matchup, and it was Drake and Josh versus SpongeBob. And before we, before I reveal the winner, I'd love to hear everyone give their case for the for the champ. So I'll start with you, Rachel. I, I know you're leaning SpongeBob. Why SpongeBob? SpongeBob is the only answer here. Um like I said, I wasn't a big Drake and Josh girl. I can name off ten separate SpongeBob references right now that I use on the rag. Um you know, I I, I just think that SpongeBob is timeless. It's something I still watch as background noise when I'm getting ready in the morning for work and I am an adult, so I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen an episode of Drake and Josh. I think that that show is just going to age pretty poorly and people are going to forget about it. All right, Jacob, <laughs> make the case for Drake and Josh. By the way, I'm on your side. I'm a Drake and Josh guy. It's my favorite show of all these shows. I voted for Drake and Josh. I would prefer watching Drake and Josh even today. But I, as I just said to Jack, um, as we kind of dive into this brackets and, and you know analyze it and things like that, um, I think that in the end that SpongeBob should win this bracket for what it's meant to be. And like you kind of, like you said, it's kind of the most iconic children's show. When you think of children's show, you think of SpongeBob. So I'll take it. I'll take it. So I think uh, whatever you got to do, Jack, you got to flip, if you got to flip my vote for that comment I just made, then I guess you got to, but <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I would have voted for Drake and Josh. It's my favorite show of this whole bracket. But at the same time, I really don't have a single bad thing to say about SpongeBob. SpongeBob, honestly, was never a personal favorite of mine. It wasn't. There were always shows on the network that I would prefer to watch over SpongeBob. I was a bigger Rocket mm-hmm. Power fan. I was a bigger Wild Thornberries fan. I was a bigger uh, Zoe 101 fan. I was a bigger Drake and Josh fan. But. I have respect for SpongeBob. I don't have anything bad to say about SpongeBob. One of the things that I really like about SpongeBob, we alluded to this earlier, I like the fact that it's still on. And I work with children. I work at a school. 
sometimes there's a kid who's having a bad day and they are kind of off by themselves and I want to just go in, check in and see how they're doing, make sure they're all right. And if you sort of, sometimes you ask a kid, hey, how are you? They don't really say anything, but you can connect with them. And one of the things I say is, what's your favorite SpongeBob episode? And then they they talk about some episode and it ends up being an episode that all, the three of us watched when we were kids. So I, I really don't have anything bad to say about SpongeBob, but Drake and Josh, I truly just thought it was a brilliant show. I really am a big fan of Dan Schneider's work through that era of Nickelodeon with the Teen Nick shows, with Zoe 101, with the Amanda show. I thought the comedy mm-hmm. was pretty outstanding for a kid's show. And some people really like his later work with iCarly. And I think he worked on Victorious as well. That was past my time. Drake and Josh, I just loved those guys. I thought they were so funny. And Rachel makes a lot of SpongeBob references. I make a lot of references to the Amanda show and to Drake and Josh. So those were probably my top two shows in this whole bracket. So I would vote for Drake and Josh if that if that's an okay position to have, I hope I don't get canceled for that one from Rachel. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself. <laughs> no, I don't. I want you to share your opinion. I think your opinion is bogus, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one, Jack. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's good. It, it makes like, the podcast better. Do you really think that you would love Drake and Josh as, Josh as much as you did if you didn't have a little sister? No, wait. Hang on now. Let's let's remember that you aged way faster than you should have because Drake and Josh started <laughs> when I was in fourth grade. So you would have been in second grade. Whoa, really? Yeah. It was on oh. for four years or three or four years. And it, yeah, so it was on for well, like three and a half years ended around the time I was like going into eighth grade. Well, if that's the case, then just know that when I was in second grade, I had the movie mentality of a 25 year old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh no but i should say that my parents they really liked drake and josh and to this day i still watch drake and josh with them like we'll just watch it sometimes and we laugh and my parents not they didn't dislike spongebob but they didn't they wouldn't go out of their way to watch spongebob whereas with drake and josh my mom was like oh there's a new episode this week i need to watch it with you kids like this is a good show could you imagine being a parent and your kid turns on a television show every single day of a talking sponge? Uh, <laughs> oh, my under- gosh. You know what? They were probably so mad. Like, what in the heck is this t- <laughs> network trying to do to our kids' brains? <laughs> my, mom, my mom hated um, how, how negative Squidward was. Um, of course so she, she would did. always leave the room. <laughs> Leave the room when uh when SpongeBob was put on the TV. It wasn't. It, they didn't go as far to ban SpongeBob like they did Rugrats in the house, but but that's kind of funny too. My favorite, I will say, and Jacob, you can uh, bounce back and forth with me on this. My favorite Drake and Josh episode has to be the iconic Foam Finger episode. I, it's so good. Yes, I I would probably have to agree with you. It's it's a great that's a great episode. It really is. <laughs> Well, you can't have it. I like the one where they get locked. I like the one where they get locked in the house and the power goes out. Oh, yeah. And Crazy Steve's there. And just kind of like the whole gang's there. And it, it just, I like that one. But. That is a good one. Because Drake has a concert and it gets they start playing in their, 
they start doing We Will Rock You and Helen's yeah. there. Yeah. So many good backup characters on both yeah. of these shows. Yeah. A lot of really good, like, Crazy Steve and Helen. And then uh, there's that guy who always shouts out my leg on SpongeBob. <laughs> That's what makes these shows elite. Yeah, I agree. So the winner. Who won, Jack? Drum roll here, for, ladies and gentlemen. 70 votes for SpongeBob and 68 for Drake and Josh. So actually an extremely oh my close God. contest. Woo! Losers. SpongeBob is the greatest show of the 2000s, according to this bracket, and rightfully deserved. I mean, you, <laughs> and, yeah, somewhat predictable 100%. outcome, but I mean, predictable for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. It was well-deserved. But- the number one overall seed, they didn't choke late, not late on, and you like to see it. <laughs> one of the blue bloods, if we should say. <laughs> so we need to somehow, someone, if there's a big time fan of this podcast and they want to create a one shining moment video montaging all of these shows, that would be pretty incredible. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Rachel, are you still done with March Madness brackets or? Um, no, I'm not. I took a break she last year. She played last take... year. You played yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did take a break. Um, I'm taking a break from fantasy this year, just because. Same. Yeah, I just don't want to get too emotionally invested in something that can be swayed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like the flick of a switch. So, uh, um, yeah, taking a break this year, but I miss normality in sports so when everything does go back to normal i'm gonna be diving back into fantasy and brackets and gambling full effect (laughs) (laughs) rachel won our bracket uh the last time my bracket that i i host rachel won last time and i don't love it when rachel wins because she likes to uh to let everybody know about it but i do and i just live to hustle all of these big personalities, <laughs> these boys who think, huh, what would Rachel know? You know, what, how much could Rachel really know about this? And then he, here she comes, stealing all your money. <laughs> there was one year that she did my bracket pool. It was like 2017, maybe. And I remember it was like the top three were Rachel my sister and Meredith Hamlet. It was all, it was like top three, all women just destroying all the guys. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. But you gotta love, you gotta love March Madness. We'll definitely have to have a pool this year. It'd be a lot of fun to get into that. Hopefully, college basketball can return as normal. Guys, let me just ask you before we wrap things up here. Give me your top four or five favorite shows in that we're competing in, from this decade. I'll start with you, Rachel. I'm not going to go based off the bracket. I'm just going to name my top four favorite shows that you had listed in here. And that was Zoe 101, The Amanda Show, Rocket Power, and Lizzie McGuire. All right. How about you, Jacob? For me, I'd say uh, Drake and Josh, probably Avatar for sure. Um, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I was a big fan of that growing up as well. Um, and then uh, Zoe 101 as well. I'm throwing an honorable mention in there, Hannah Montana, because I did watch a lot of Hannah Montana too. So. <laughs> 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 All 
Were you a big Hannah Montana fan, Rachel? Um, or not really? You know what? I, not really. I was. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Like I, It was one of those shows that I watched, but I didn't admit to anybody that I watched because it wasn't cool to watch it at the time. <laughs> and I, I always said... <laughs> when you're like 10 years old, it's not cool to watch it. Right, and that was what was like important right. to me, like trying to be cool. So if it wasn't cool, then I wasn't going to act like I, you know... I did it, but I did watch Hannah Montana. I just didn't tell people. And I still know some of the songs. <laughs> the Bone song was the best one. The one with, oh, yeah. Where they remember how she remembers the Hand bones, bones in the body. The wrist bones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that. It's not that. <laughs> I know, the, I know. The Bone I Dance. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was I really loved season one where it was all about these guys just running around doing shenanigans around the hotel. But I actually, I didn't really like it after that. I thought it kind of ran its course pretty quickly and that it became more focused on what they're doing at school. And I just, I lost interest. I was a big fan yeah, of the crossover episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge deal. When the crossover episodes happened, that's so Raven sweet life. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing <laughs> I shouldn't guess. I know Rachel did not watch Sweet Life on Deck. I didn't either because that was past my time. Um, what about you, Jacob? Did you watch Sweet Life on Deck? I watched. I watched like like, like you, kind of like you said about the Sweet Life, just a regular one. Like the first season, I tried it out and it just wasn't the same, yeah. in my opinion. So just kind of died out real quick. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, guys. I think we covered pretty much everything we could about the 2000s in terms of kids shows. This was so much fun. We are going to have to get together whenever we get our next bracket up and running. And I would love to have each of you work on that with me and get this next bracket uh, nice and polished so we don't have any seating problems and we don't have some th- someone like Cartoon Network getting the raw end of the stick. <laughs> Well, you want smart man, just let me know. Two of us, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to throw out your social media handles or anything of that nature? Anything you want to plug while you're here? Sure, I'll plug my my social media. It's Twitter, jschoon33. Follow me for a lot of Arsenal-related soccer content. Um, and be some tasteful <laughs> retweets every once in a while. Um, and a, a favorite, I try to favorite every one of Rachel's tweets, even though she uh, yells at me for not favoriting it when I do. <laughs> so. And uh, I, I think Rachel wants to stay anonymous. Yes. <laughs> you know me well, Jack. I tend to remain incognito <laughs> when you get to this part of the show. I think, best, I think it's best for everybody if we just keep my socials under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. Well, thanks again, guys. I look forward to having you both on in the future. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Thank okay. you, Jack. That does it for my conversation with Jacob Schoon and Rachel Gerhardt. Wasn't it fun having them here? That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with my friends. I look forward to having them back hopefully soon. It's crazy to think that we have completed the greatest kid show of the 2000s bracket. 
I was so happy to see the positive reactions to it, hearing people say, like Jacob did, that they were looking forward to it each day. And let's not kid ourselves. It's definitely been a stressful year, stressful time. And so I'm all about anything that's going to bring people together and something that can bring some innocent fun and something just fun and silly. I think we need more fun and silly, loosen up and get along. That There's more that brings us together, our love for nostalgic 2000s shows, than what tears us apart. There's so much going on right now, so much to be excited about. I hope you all are doing well. Guys, we will get through everything. We will get through the coronavirus. We will get through 2020 as we know it. If it's been tough for you lately, trust me, it's going to get better. I know that is the case. It's been an amazing year in a lot of ways. I know that positive for me just to get some ads on this podcast on my site. Huge, huge, awesome, just great thing that's happened. And that would not have happened had we not shut down in March. I would not have created this website. So really glad you guys are enjoying the site and the podcast as well. We will certainly be having another bracket soon. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you can find out, be the first to find out what the next bracket will be and when it will begin. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jack Vita Show. So that way you can make sure you get to vote in the next bracket if you missed out on this one. Follow along on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. And lastly, if you're bummed that Survivor isn't going to be on this fall or in the spring, why don't you binge some of your favorite Survivor seasons on CBS All Access? Do that at jackvita.com slash CBS or pick up some of your favorite team's gear. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a hat. You've been good. You've earned it for yourself. Get a new hat to support your team as they go into the playoffs or as the season begins. You can do that at jackvita.com slash fanatics. Once again, thank you all for participating in this bracket. Thank you all for listening. I will be talking with you soon. Until next time, however, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. 